I want to talk about love and I want to talk about in particular how we love ourselves not only as an individual but as humans I guess and as I get older I contemplate questions like that just the same as I think many people do and I think we look at what love is and what it isn't and the older I get I think the more I'm starting to narrow down that I feel love is just acceptance if you love something you just purely accept it as it is you don't try to change it you don't want it to be anything else In the last four weeks, five weeks, that I've had a really hard time health-wise and since I was mayor, it's been quite difficult transition for me. Not moving so much from becoming mayor to a everyday person, still a city councillor, but being quite busy and then being quite ill and... It's just given me a lot of room to think. I want to talk about it. I haven't done a podcast for a little bit and I just want to have a conversation about what it means to love ourselves. What it means for you to love yourself and humans as a whole. There's a lot of hate in the world. There's a lot of anger in the world. And what would it mean if we just turn that love that we've got for so many others around onto ourselves first and that's what I want to talk about today in today's podcast and if you stick around to the end perhaps I can talk through my my own ignorance and share with you some of that ignorance that you might be able to love yourselves a little bit more I don't know who knows? <laughs> I'm working on it. But just before I do that, I'm Stephen Webb and welcome to Stillness in the Storms podcast. It's been about six weeks since I did an episode and it's purely because, like I said, I've been struggling with my health quite a bit. And being paralyzed and been in the position that I'm in, it's really, sometimes the body doesn't want to play ball with my head and other things and I've got to realign. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that's just emailed me, wondered how I am, you know, Senga, Audra, so many of you, Sarah, you know, Mark, and everybody that's donated, emailed, done a little review, and just asked how I am and checked in with me. You guys, I just want to give you such a big hug. Thank you. Feel that hug. Feel that bit of love, because... It means so much. I do this podcast on a basis that I'm helping people through difficulties. But I'm only a chapter ahead, that's all. And sometimes I'm not even a chapter ahead. Sometimes I'm right in the mix with you guys. So, you know, people say maybe I relate a little bit more. Maybe because I'm still not sorted and I don't think there is any sorted. So I just want to say a huge thank you. It means the absolute world. And some amazing news. My Inner Peace Meditations podcast 
is number one in Australia under religion. Go figure. I, this looks like 32,000 listens. I've got a talent for putting people to sleep. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Don't fall asleep in this episode, though. Stay awake in stillness in the storms. Head over to Inner Peace Meditations. There'll be a link in the show notes to stephenwebb.uk with all the links to my podcast, ways you can help, ways you can follow me and different things. Trying to build up my YouTube channel to a thousand um, likes, followers, subscribers, whatever you call it over there, because I got about 620, but I just want to build it up a little bit. So this podcast is actually a video as well. So you can watch it over there as well. But anyway, going back, just a big thank you to you all. Let's get on with today's show. So I was sat in the cathedral last night. I had a meeting. I had about an hour to kill. So I sat in Truro Cathedral. And it reminded me when I was looking down the whole of the cathedral, there's a kink. And these are beautiful buildings that this was the first cathedral built of this style and this grandeur for 850 years in the UK. The last one was Salisbury Cathedral. So go figure, we built this cathedral. I say we, I didn't. But people from Cornwall built this cathedral 120 years ago. It was complete about then. And so it's it's kind of crazy to think when you sit in a cathedral and you got like people that would have been great granddads of people that are alive today help build the cathedral. Anyway, I digress slightly. But a couple of years after I joined the council, I became the vice chair of planning. And suddenly I was looking at buildings around Truro in a completely different way. Who built that there? Why did they put that there? Was, suddenly I had a whole new perspective of the city that I grew up in. And I was looking at the cathedral on Google Maps. And I was like, it's bent. Halfway long, it's crooked. That's never right. Perhaps the map's wrong. Perhaps the photograph's wrong. And I mentioned it to the chair of planning and Morris Fellow. And he said, yeah, they were, that when they were building it, you had the St. Mary's Church, which is the original 850-year-old building. They didn't take it down. They kept on that same trajectory. And they realized that they would block the road, so they had to change it halfway through. So you cannot, the problem is now I know, and now I'm sharing it with you, you cannot not see that kink. But it's not broken. It's fine. It's it's a perfect cathedral just the way it is. And if you look deeply on anything, even the most perfect cathedrals, they'll have flaws. They'll diverse in some little way. And it just made me think when I was sitting there thinking, right, well, how do we love this cathedral? We just love and accept it the way it is. And then I thought about my dyslexia and I thought about the book that I read by Malcolm Gladwell, David and Goliath, where he says about dyslexia in there was really it's a good trait to have because it helps us to navigate life in a different way. Let's face it, we didn't have the alphabet until what, the Persians come up with the alphabet because the rich people were fed up with people nicking their stock. So they come up with the alphabet in a way of writing, not for poetic song or poem reasons and all that. It was literally so they could stock take to keep an eye on the millions that were stealing their stock. Yeah, that's humans for you. Progress is not always the most romantic way. But then 
we got poetry and we got music because of diversity and because of differences. We got, we probably even got fire because someone had a crazy idea. Hey, let's light a fire. And everyone around went, what's that? It's like, so all of these differences, all these diversities and like just my dyslexia and because of the way I think, so literally this is my head. I'm going to share with you now. And I know whenever anybody sits down and meditates and all that, their mind stinks and everything like that. I think that's quite the average for the mind. The more you sit down, the more you try to quieten your mind or do any of those things, the more the mind thinks. You know, the average person has, what, 56 thoughts per minute or something like that. It's like 56,000 thoughts a day. It's, it's something crazy. They're just constantly bombarding us with thoughts. No, it's 46 thoughts, 40 and 46. Anyway, so, so if you think of, I suppose, the average mind, we often look at it as a couple of colors. Well, my mind is like 20 different colors and they're all firing at the same time. And like right now I'm doing this podcast and I'm focusing so hard on not going down every tangent story that my mind's literally throwing at me. While I'm talking to you, my mind's going, go there, go there, go there, do this, do that. What are you going to have for tea? <laughs> and it's constant. And it's why, and I, and I was looking up and reading, and I was speaking to my doctor and things like that, and a friend of mine said, about this mind and the way it works. And apparently it's a form of ADHD, which we've labeled for years as a problem. Same as dyslexia we've labeled for years as a problem but it's not it's just the way the mind works it's not good nor bad it's not a problem or not a problem it's just that's how that mind works but we look at it because it's away from the average that it's a problem and you can go back to history and just before this podcast i i, I done a bit of research and you, you look at the people in history that we really look back on now and that really change things. Now, Albert Einstein, believed to have dyslexia. Einstein's unique way of thinking revolutionized physics with the theory of relativity. Um, Leonardo da Vinci, he had dyslexia as well. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, he had ADHD. Um, Sir Isaac Newton... He had characteristics of autism, um, Charles Darwin, autism as well, Emily Dixon, the poet, agoraphobia. And I could go on and on and on. And there's so many of them. that The list is so long. It's just, we look at, we try to put people in a box and we try to put ourselves in a box. And I think this is where society tells us that there's something wrong and there's not something wrong. You know, if you are a brilliant reader and you can do that all the time and everything like that, you're no more broken or better or worse than someone that isn't a brilliant reader because they can do something else. And music and art and anything that's different and out of the norm came from these things. You know, they're almost gifts. And I I looked at an article by Sir Richard Branson just a couple of weeks ago on LinkedIn, and he was saying dyslexia 
and forms of ADHD is actually a trait that some companies are looking for now because they want to be able to see things differently. Then I'm picking on these two because these are two in particular that I've been looking into recently for me because I've been trying to understand myself a little bit more. And But for years I grew up thinking that because I couldn't read properly and what I read, I couldn't focus on it. I could read a whole page and, you know, between the age of seven, uh, nine, ten, I never really read anything because I was diagnosed dyslexic. So I thought, well, I can't read, there's no point. So I faked my later schooling when the teacher would ask us about the book we read at homework at night. I would make sure I was in the queue with a few of the geeks and I would ask them about what they thought about the book. And I would use that in the lesson. So I brilliantly found ways to circumnavigate it. You know, th there's a gift perhaps that's helped me deal with my being paralyzed and all that. I, I don't know. But going back to loving ourselves and society as a whole, I, I think we're told that these things are not that they're broken or that there's something wrong with us but the quirkiness we're not broken no one's broken humans are brilliantly diverse the way we are with all our experiences all our things we're, we're creating an ai now that has diversity built in deliberately otherwise it would be just pumping out the same stuff So we're actually trying to build this in simply because we're now seeing it as qualities. So going back to the contemplation of love, how do you love something? You accept it. You know, you don't see a teddy on the bed and go, oh, I wish you had a longer leg or I wish you had bigger eyes or I wish you didn't. You, you just love it. Your kitten, your dog, you just you just love it, don't you? The way it is. And because we're told by so much of society that these traits within us, if you if you have a thought that is just seemingly crazy, and literally my head's bombarded with thoughts all day long that are crazy. You know, if I was to share my thoughts with you and what comes into my mind on a daily basis, I I feel like I would be locked up. But I don't think I'm any different. I think you're probably listening to this podcast going, yeah, me too. Because I think that's the reality of being human. But how do you love something like that when we've been told that it's not right? They're not kind thoughts. They're not, not all my thoughts are loving and kind and compassion. Trust me. <laughs> on the contrary most of them aren't um does that make me a bad terrible person or society have said for such a long time yes no it makes me human it makes me yeah i was gonna say normal then it's not normal it just makes me human there is no normal there's the average and yeah, this is my podcast that I'm coming back with because I'm really excited by this. I sat down in my meditation this morning and I just, just for five minutes, I just, what does it look like to love myself? And everything that come up, every thought, every light that come on in my head, 
I just tried to accept it. And every time I accepted the thought and accepted the feeling and accepted the thought, more and more, it was just, ah. And there was an easing with it. The problem is, and I said at the beginning of the podcast that I I will say some of my ignorance that might help you to love yourself. The reason why I think it's so difficult to love ourselves is because we have inside knowledge. We know some of the things we've done. We know some of the things we think. And we know that we're not the most compassionate person. Trust me, I'm working on it. But boy, am I not compassionate. You know, I try to be, I try to be kind, but spend the week in my head, you'll you'll think I'm messed up as the next person. But I'm starting to realize that's beautiful and that's what we need. You know, we're sharing a world on society on social media that is fake. It's not real. And I think we're on the brink of really embracing these differences with humans and going, it's okay. Accept people for who they are. Accept them for their struggles because trust me, there isn't a person I know that's not struggling. <laughs> there isn't a person I know that isn't been bombarded with thoughts and all these different things. It's just when we take them too seriously and when you just ease that burden on ourselves and we just go, do you know what? I'm going to try to love myself just a little bit more today. So my advice to you is just sit for one minute every morning and just go, what does it mean to love myself? How does it feel to love myself? Accept myself with all my flaws, all my um, brilliantness, all my craziness. What does it feel for you? What would it look like for you? Just to simply, just put your hand on your heart now and just go, do you know what? Take a deep breath and go, do you know, what's it like to love myself? What's that feel like? And just imagine loving yourself right now. And do you know what that feels like to me? It just feels like a burden lifted. Because loving ourselves doesn't take effort. It's not something we have to do. It's something we we are the natural state, the natural relaxed state is love, is acceptance. When you accept your body just sat here, when you accept this moment just sat here, that in itself is love, isn't it? If you've got a different take, let me know. I don't know if I'm right. You know, I'm more ignorant than the average person. I'm just trying to work out stuff myself and stay ahead of my suffering. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. What does it feel like to love ourselves? That's my podcast. I am so happy to be back. I have so much more energy. I'm eating brown flakes every morning. And that's another form of loving myself. No sugar, just brown flakes. Taking one for the body. But yeah, it's... I love you guys.
I love doing this podcast and thank you for the reviews. Tell me where I'm doing it right. Tell me where I'm doing it wrong. Share it with your friends. If this helps you, it may help somebody else. And ultimately, deep bow and thank you to all the donators that buy me a coffee, that join as a member and that have persevered and stuck by me in recent weeks when my health hasn't been good. I'm just glad to be back. And now you have an insight into my mind and why I get overwhelmed and why I get every single given moment. It's just like, whoa, party time. And that's okay. The committee of 3,000 in my head. And you've probably got exactly the same. Let me know. Head over to stephenweb.uk. You can support the podcast. You can check out my other podcast with the meditations. And you can also message me. There's a few messages I haven't replied to yet, which I'm going to get to over the weekend. But you guys are just awesome. And I love you. And above all, just feel what it's like feel what it's like to love yourself feel what it's like to accept yourself take the word love out if it has too many connotations with you what does it feel like to accept yourself wholly as you are as the brilliant human you are all the flaws and the imperfections and the indifferences and the quirkiness and the craziness and the committee of 3000 in your head take care thank you <laughs>